Welcome back. Tony, you're fucking my life. Wait, we need more tequila because of that. That's such Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls. Tony, it's all your fault. Coalesce, cogitate, avort with us for episode 130-something. <laughs> you know, are you going to try to replicate? <laughs> this, is, this is the first time this has ever happened, guys. I swear to God, Will, I assume, I'm so sorry, man. No, it was a this beautiful is, disaster. This is the first time this is, we've ever lost 15 minutes of a show that no, had some really great minutes. fucking content. My name, <laughs> my name is Tony. Great. Chris is here. Our guest tonight I'm not is here. I'm 15 minutes back. All I'm right, yeah. back to mindset. the beginning. So, <laughs> our guest tonight is local comic stand up. It's his second time on the show. We're glad to have him back. Will Hoyer. <laughs> Hello again. <laughs> Man, there was some good stuff in that 15 minutes. That sucks. We and talked about, you know, we got the the shit out of the way. You know, the <laughs> literally the, the worst part or, or the best part, depending on what side you're you're, you're on, is uh, the fact that we're now 15 minutes more drunker than we should have been at the beginning of the oh, show. Oh shucks. So, <laughs> which means we'll be 15 minutes more drunker than you're usually here. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had some great. We, we had some also, great even conversations about summertime, man. We, we all went through summer. our summertime. Dude, we can rehash the summertime. <laughs> like, for instance, when you say summertime, I think about how creepy was that Bongo Jerry song? In the summertime, when the weather is hot, he's got women on his mind all the time. Who doesn't? Yeah. Well, Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh right man, here. we were actually. You know <laughs> we can rehash this a little bit. Uh, Twenty eighteen. It should be right. We were talking, uh, I mean, there's some of the stuff that we can rehash a little bit. We were talking about how Will just got back from Europe. And Europe. we were t- talking about how the men's fashion in Europe, everybody just looks incredible. So good. It's like a deterrent from moving there because you are like three pegs down from where you are here. I was like a six. They looked at me like I was what? just a, like an average Joe. <laughs> I was so that, hurt. That means he considers himself a nine. Uh, I consider myself a seven <laughs> at least. <laughs> At least. I, I consider you a good seven and a half, a hard eight, maybe, <laughs> on a good night. Maybe a nine if, if you're, you nope, know, nope, nope, you're... No, 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 no. Let's not even go down there. She's not a nine. She's not a nine. But in London, it was like, no, four territory. Everyone's just gorgeous. They yeah. just are. They just take a better care. Well, yeah, everybody... There's... You have uh, there's a little bit more astuteness, I think, the way how people dress. Because we were talking about, I, I'm a fan of men's fashion, but men's fashion, like, and then, like, we, uh, the, the the way this came up was we were looking through my magazines and I got some GQs in there. And the thing with GQ is they also they have like the the classic men's fashion, but they also they veer off. They they there's, there's a little bit of difference there where they're like they try to go against the grain and have these crazy styles or like this this hipster style. And I'm not as into that as I am to a good classic, well fitted men's like you know you just you want to no matter what style you're into try to look the best of it when you go out and you look good you look good you know a tailored suit you look good <laughs> it works yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got me on a tangent here yeah I'm, no I'm no big we're on talking the about suit. summer we're talking about now before we cut out here chris said he had a question he was going to remember oh man but it was perfect going with our conversation now it's just out of nowhere now we're getting right to business <laughs> yeah you're hey. right to business well actually uh, speaking of business since we lost the first half we got to say thank you to mayday brewery Woo! For uh, sponsoring the show, I'm gonna go out to Mayday <laughs> tomorrow and pick up some more beer uh, because uh, we'll drink the last Mayday. I'm <laughs> so <laughs> sorry, I have a thing for redheads. Yeah, uh, <laughs> don't forget the part where I'm using a Mayday. Yeah, if you're using a Mayday koozie, so uh, we're just uh, we're just drinking some good old fashioned Bud Lights because it's fucking America. And Coors Lights. <laughs> And some and tequila, tequila lights. Oh, tequila. Some actually good tequila. Le- oh, it is. Actually, nice I do want to tell that story again. That we. <laughs> <All right>. Story. <clears throat> oh, sorry, I'm late to the party. I, I do want to tell the story about how 
for St. Pat or St. Patrick's Day for <laughs> Fourth of July six tray. Uh, we uh, we decided to hang out by the pool, me and Chris. Last year we had a big ass party with fireworks and everything, but this year a couple of people that were like our good friends had moved away, so the party was kind of tamed down. I had a uh, a free day because my girlfriend was at work. Because in my head, I feel like well, I I eight hours seems like forever. I, for some reason, I thought she was never gonna come home, and I would never have to talk to her. But I sometimes forget that I have to speak at seven o'clock. So she uh. She was gone. Me and Chris were hanging were out. You still, were you still passed out on the couch when she oh, came dude. home? Because I came in to make the third round of margaritas. And yeah. You were like, you, were like, you <laughs> know how a dog went and lays on its back and it spreads its legs yeah. and it's just waiting for a belly rub? That's what Tony, how he's laid out on the couch. Did I swear to God. Belly? I did not. I was oh tempted. God. But he was like, next part, <laughs> just breathing out of the I don't air. know why. <laughs> for some reason, when I, I came in, took a piss, made a round of margaritas. For some reason, when budge. Faith has to go to work, I'm like, free day. Even like, like I think in my head, like she's not gonna come home. Like I know at seven o'clock she's gonna walk in the door, and I'm gonna have to speak like, coherently. <laughs> but for some reason, at like eight o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock at night seems like fucking years from now. Well, like say this too, the the mix, the uh, recipe you gave me called for a lot of fucking tequila. Well, dude. Oh. So essentially, do you know that those uh, frozen concentrate lime things you can mm-hmm. buy, and you know where you get frozen concentrate, mm-hmm. concentrate orange mm-hmm. juice? Anyways, so you apparently you you put that in with the, with the ice, and then you fill it all the way up to the very brim with tequila, and pour that in there, which is like good, and then halfway good, with good, triple good, sec. Good, good, yeah, good, 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 good. You know they were all there right. Had to be they were two strong. and a half, three shots a piece. But we those. got three drinks a piece out of them. Sometimes four. Four. I split it up to like six yeah. the last round. I was trying to like hear <laughs> But I, I will say, like, you're, it, it's one thing to uh, supplement shots of tequila within your cervezas, but you, we were doing shots of tequila in between no, more we tequila. Only did two. Like, we did one to start it off, and then fucking Chase came in and was like, we have to do a shot. We were like, chasing you know our tequila that with comes in the room other tequila like, drinks. Makes everyone do well, a you shot. Have to match their energy you're not level. my friend if you don't do a shot. <laughs> Oh, dude! I, I, okay. You know, you I, you know how I could tell I was a little buzzed because I remember floating in the pool and I had I got a little you know you when you got little you get a little broy emotional when you're like love you guys I'm so glad we're here together today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like my. Yeah. You get a little bro emotional. So how uh, uh, how did you spend your fourth? <laughs> <laughs> um, my fourth of July. Thank you. I don't know. I. <laughs> like, it's a good thing we don't have. Uh, I love like that. The, a, yeah. I love that the first part of this show is starting out like our normal second half. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, Jesus Christ! Okay. We have a, a a good friend of ours that just came to visit for the weekend who's outside crying out of happiness, and like, it's a. Uh, I walk out there to go get Chris to do the show, and I just and she's like. She runs up to me and she's like, "I'm sorry, I'm crying, I'm so happy." And I'm like, oh, "What's going on right now?" She's like, "She's crying." Uh, we're we're recording a podcast. We just lost half a segment. Chris is drunk off his ass. There's a crying girl. There's a crying girl running up. There's a crying Asian lady I'm running not up to me. Off my ass, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. uh, oh man, um, there's I a gay comic on my couch. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Sprawled. <laughs> um, I had a great fourth. I went. I we made food. Oh God. I love hot dogs so much, but the older yeah. you get, the more you pay Stare for the hot dog. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? I pay for. Fucking everything. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, everything, like my metabolism, <clears throat> I'm 37 years old, has slowed down to a fucking creeping halt. I literally, if I go out to eat, I have to cut my meals in half and like take the shit home. Yeah. 
because you I just look can't and handle you can the fucking see it in yeah. the mirror. Like I instantly. cannot fucking handle the calorie intake. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dude. But I mean, I also don't work out really. I do a few push ups every day, but that's it. You know what I'm saying? Just enough to where I'm like. That's just to get out of bed. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah but literally, rough. that's it. You know, sit-ups or something, but I don't go to the gym. So it's like I really have to watch my calorie intake. For it's, sure, for it's sure. stupid. Well, it's easy to it. – it was so easy to, like, not eat in mm-hmm. London. I don't know. You walked everywhere, and just meals weren't, like, yeah. re- as readily accessible. Well, and when they it, weren't, it wasn't, like, bread and cheese. Yeah. Isn't it much yeah. like a bigger city like San Francisco where it's, like, you don't drive? Yeah. You walk or bike. Oh, everywhere. I never had a car when you I lived in Chicago, trip. New York for six yeah. years. I didn't have a car. And, and like, everyone's, you just walk. Everyone's there. I remember being in San Francisco. I was like, there's no fat people here. No. <laughs> I mean, I remember thinking that. You know what well, I'm saying? Well, they're less like, likely, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I hate to hate. I mean, it's a rare I love sight. my Tennessee folks. I love, you know. I just, well, no, they just can't walk. It's <laughs> just not, you're not yeah. throwing shade. No. It's just they can't do the walk. Like, it's it's they're just, all fat smokers. You know what? <laughs> I can't. Call back to <laughs> We lost that. We lost that. That's a, a callback to a joke you didn't hear. So. <clears throat> folks, we I wish that you, that. Had, for you folks listening right now, I wish you could understand how how fantastic those 20 minutes were and that oh. we lost for some reason. Way better than this if show. only because we were much more sober. <laughs> Way better. <laughs> and like, Made more I, sense. Whatever. Anyways. So you're back on the show. Okay, yes. Which, which means you're you're still doing stand-up. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me back. So excited. Yeah. I've been doing stand-up. We talked about, I did Zanies for... Um, we talked about the brunch thing. Pride, brunch of laughs. Which I, new thought, show at I think is an amazing idea. It's great. Yeah. It sells out. It's a fun time. It's yeah. like 2 p.m. on Saturday once a month, and everybody gets wasted on mimosas. I mean, a mimosa and comedy? And comedy? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Because champagne makes you giggle. Yeah. And then and then you throw in. I don't care who you are. So. If you you could be the biggest burliest biker, if yeah. you do some mimosas, you're gonna be having a good day. You're giggling. Yeah. You're gonna be you're a giggling. Giggling. little fucking person. You know what <laughs> and saying? it's seriously like it's seventy five minutes. You know what I mean? It's not like you can sit there for seventy five minutes. There's something yeah. about champagne though. Like I remember New Year's Day, we went out. Me and Faith went out New Year's Eve. We had just gotten together at this point too, so it was young. The relationship we had gone to well, for New Year's Fragile. Eve. We got we got drunk we got a hotel room we like we had a good ass time we got like wasted we had we had fun but we got pretty drunk mm-hmm. the next morning we were both like you know you make that we stayed out in murfreesboro we were out there with, with ozzy and mayday and everybody so we drove back to orlando or orlando nashville <laughs> we drove back to sometimes i get so drunk i forget that i'm not home anymore he has a delorean by the way yeah <laughs> no so we drove back to nashville and we were like hey, you kind of hungry yeah i'm kind of uh it was a little bit late in the day so we're like we're doing a brunch of sutler like, we'll get some food so I get in there, I get a beer, and she, um, she's is like, the band I don't playing? She's Yeah, the band's playing. It's like New Year's Day. It's probably about noon. And she's like, ah, I don't know if I want to drink. Maybe I'll just have a little sip of yours. So like, that's cool. So, And then about by the time the food oh, comes, so I think I'll just do one mimosa. Uh, <laughs> all right. I mean, it's always the same. It's, it's always it's the same. It's textbook. It's textbook. <laughs> and then by the time, and of course, I'm already, no, I, I'm, already I'm already like, we're still like new. So I'm holding back my alcoholism. Sure. So like, I'm like I'm, I'm like I'm just sipping like, I've my never beer. Had champagne. <laughs> I, well, I, well, I'm sipping my beer slow, thinking that she's it. just gonna want to go home. But and then, so, but in my head, I'm thinking, please start drinking so I can start drinking. So yeah. and uh, so I'm. She orders one, and I finish my beer, and then she's like, I guess I'll have one more. And then I'm like, yes. yes. And the, <laughs> so at, at that point, I'm like, from the beer, I'm like, Bloody Mary, please. And I'm like, right yeah. to the alcohol. So. And then we're both drinking mimosas, and then like n- n- like six six mimosas later, we're both having a good ass fucking time. Yeah, we, en- we end up walking around Walmart picking art supplies. Oh my god, what <laughs> a great so, date yeah. that turned into! It's all like because of those mimosas. <laughs> all because of mimosas. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, 
So that's fab. And then we watched a uh, Humphrey Bogart movie in black <gasps> and white. We, uh, we watched. Uh, Which date was this? To I have a ha- to have a have not. Oh, I haven't seen it. Yes, yeah. I love Humphrey. Just because I'm an old uh, Hemingway fan. So. Oh my gosh, I love Humphrey. That was Bogart New Year's Day, dude. Alcoholism. Yeah. So that's a while. So what day? A bit of misogyny, that? sexism. Oh, it's oh my god. Racism. It's absolutely. so crazy. <laughs> Listen, I watched a hungry Bogart. Um, I watched a hungry, hungry Bogart movie. <laughs> <laughs> hungry Bogart is my favorite actor. Look, man, we don't know gay slang. <laughs> um, hungry. Yeah. It sounds that's like a the, porn star. It sounds like the, the, the newest character for like the Muppets or something. <laughs> hungry Bogart. <laughs> yeah. um, I watched a Humphrey Bogart movie, and now I can't remember what it was called. We and just watched with... Key or Key Largo the other day. Oh. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. So this one is so funny because like you think he murdered someone the whole movie. They're like he was last one seen, and this his neighbors like covering for him because she has a crush on him, and like he's like hitting people and like threatening to hit her in the movie. Like he has violent tendencies, and at the end you find out he didn't kill the girl, but the woman he's been with is like. Well, you know what? I'm not into this because Everybody you hit people. And the narrator's like, well, if she was a better woman, she could have stayed in the relationship. That's <laughs> like, it. that was the moral of the story. Everybody knows in the 20s and 30s, the way you snap a woman back into sanity is smack around Yeah, a bit. like, what like, the yeah, hell? Yeah. Literally, the narrator was like, man, he just can't catch a break. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, you hit that grocer. You hit a little boy. I do like how in every like um old timey movie they don't need like there's no plot necessary they just tell us there's just some dialogue for about 45 minutes and then it just ends and you're like <laughs> was that did, did that like there's no like there's no third act there's no like wrapping it up yeah it, at some point one. like it starts <laughs> off like everybody it's all about looking badass that's all it is like every every actor just wants to look badass so they have a badass introduction and then like the second act happens there's the turmoil and they look all badass in the face of danger but then at the end, it always it always fizzles out. Like the writers got like tired at the end, and they were just like, let, let, "Let's wrap this up. We're done looking cool but, for now." I mean, maybe that's it's almost like more fable style or something. Maybe it took like some of those new, interesting directors to sort of make film what it is now. Oh yeah, you know I think so, so too. I mean, like that. I just watched this crazy movie from the fifties from this guy who never did anything, but it like was still so true to today. Like, it was just about, like, people who are in religious, like, marriages because she got knocked up when she's 16. He, like, wants to fuck other people because he never did. Yeah. And, like, it's so, like, I'm like, yeah, I would want to, too. <laughs> I don't want to get sure married when I'm 16. Well. Yeah, yeah they're absolutely. Do, yeah. They're both, and everybody's just sad. And I was yeah. like, they made this in the 50s? Everybody's sad today, too. What's <laughs> funny, <laughs> what's funny like, sad. that's like a, that's like a micro situation. It's like, mm-hmm. you can take, they take a real-life situation Situation very close to two people, and then you make a film about it, and it's like that's always going to be true when you get that close. Yeah, to it, intimacy. It doesn't matter whether it's back then or now. It's yeah, like, mm-hmm. you know, if you get up close, then yeah, then it's timeless because everyone goes through the same shit. It, it happens to every generation. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I think it's you're like onto something. Yeah, I do I mean, like the how the ty- it's a type of film. You know, yeah. what I'm saying first, you know, versus yeah. a, a film that's a little further back. A drama. The same thing happens over and over again, but it's it's interesting to see how they either um, like how they vilify it for different generations. Like in the '60s, remember like the uh, the whole what was it, Reefer Madness? Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. like 
marijuana is legal for recreational well, use in like half the in like half the country now. Yeah. But if you like, if in the like, thirty years ago it was like it's gonna drive you crazy, you're gonna jump off buildings. I'm not gonna lie. I got that shit. I got the whole Madness series on DVD because it's fucking hilarious. I've dude. watched. If the you're shit face drunk and you got a bunch of people, put that shit on because <laughs> you will laugh your ass off. <laughs> it's so, so ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, come on, baby, here at this joint, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but then, it's but it was perfectly okay to, you know, to have a. A, a young boy just live in your house for uh no this is this is just my ward <laughs> yeah, my ward this is like when nobody my has like bruce wayne had a ward remember yeah. like, like who nobody has wards anymore no ward you pay a young boy to live in your house and, yeah. and you just take in a young you take boy an orphan right? yeah you take in an, uh, yeah that's is that what an interesting concept like that only happens Maybe if you're more rich like if you're rich that. you can get away with it if yeah. it's if you're just a regular dude and it's not getting away with it i mean yeah 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 it's not it's not you're not abusing the situation it's actually probably a good idea well i mean like why aren't you calling it adoption like why why aren't you just using the regular word for it why does it have to be weird because at that point it makes you family and then it's incest. But if no. you have it just like... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Come on. That's true. I guess that's true. Rich They're people... a ward. We're going to get married? Is that the thought? No, but you can abuse a young man that's not part of your family. And it's okay. Tony's, yeah, Tony's getting on the blue bloods here. He's trying to figure yeah, this out. I'm just saying, like... Well, it's a... in Sweeney Tide, the main villain has a female ward, and he just wants to, you know, marry her the whole time. He just wants to rape her the whole time. Well, maybe because like he like when he was growing up at that age where his dick started getting hard, you know, like straight up, like she was the only one around. And she like and you know. No, he's old. He's an old rich guy. Oh, yeah, which one about? Sweeney Todd. Yeah, yeah like, fuck that. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying in general though. If I grew up Thank with a female ward and she was the only one around. Yeah, but you can't just be another kid with a ward, dude. Thank then then it's just a girlfriend. I don't know what's <laughs> going on here. Like this is not my girlfriend. We She's started just my... the show. This is not my friend. This is my ward. I'm gonna start calling Faith my ward. All right, so (laughs) all right, Will. Let's. Oh yeah, sorry. Backtrack. Mm -hmm. So before this whole show got uh, actually deleted, I had I did have a real question. So you were talking about when you is it the comedy breakfast where you guys have regional comedians come in or oh yeah they brought regional comedians. Okay, so when you say regional comedians, is there like a person or a, a group or that that puts on or that hires comedians to go on tour and they're like is there someone that puts this stuff together or it's like like let's say in a podcast you might have a website that promotes and puts on you know what i'm saying like if it, i'm i should probably let will answer this but i think it's yeah. it's it's a it's a managerial staff right like or, or you, how does you, it, how like does you guys have to go out as and, a comedian and book to like, your own gigs right but how does it work with the comedian to like sort of take it to the next level? Is there like like a circuit situation? You well, know what I'm yeah. saying? So like, I mean, like for the thing, like on brunch of laughs at Zanies, it's run by two comics here in town, and they just based on personal relationships and people they've met reached out to queer comics they knew, and they were like, "We're doing a pride brunch. Are you available?" You know, it was paid, but you know, it's like still amateur mostly. It's mostly. In when you get on this small of scale, it's amateur. You're promoting yourselves and basically like yeah. networking in other cities is the way you book shows. Yeah. Now, when you get to the next level and you have like an agent or a manager or whatever, okay. they take responsibility and you pay them a like fee. Like with bands, I, like I don't lot. have that, I so I, I can't I think, speak I to that. I think, like, 
I know there's a lot of concert promoters out there, but maybe there should be more comedian. Yeah, I mean it's a hard yeah. sell because like people don't want to pay too much for it, and so basically when you have a l- smaller pot at the end of the day, sure, you have to pay all the comics, I you have to pay that. the booker, you have to pay the oh, venue. You know what's fucked up is though, I know as a society we love our comics, we love comedy, people love to laugh. Mm-hmm. It's like this natural sort of high, right? Every time you, you're in a laughing situation, <laughs> it makes you feel better, right? Yeah. Uh, so why isn't it valued more? It's crazy. Well, because <laughs> I think without trying to sound awful, laughing is amazing. But like watching stand-up comedy when someone is bombing at an amateur level, okay. I don't think there are too many feelings that are worse to have when you're watching. Sure. Yeah. And at a small enough scale, at a certain point, that's all it's going to be. You know what yeah. I mean? So you have to get to a certain level or like a venue like Zany's or something like that where you can almost be there's a guaranteed small guaranteed sure. that you're not going to have to go sure. through that because yeah. it's like horrible <laughs> to pay to see someone bomb like that is like sure. terrible. And like, I hate when I'm the person that is caused well, that. The, well, I'm talking on a grander scale. So what I'm saying is like, there's a music scene, right? <clears throat> and then hell, there's multiple music scenes, <laughs> you know, there's a, uh, there's a stage scene, people that act on small stage. There's several venues around here where you can go see small companies do plays. So so what what would you do to make the comedy scene better? <gasps> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, that's a good question. I mean, so so far people like comics really take their own reins here in Nashville. So like once you get outside of the open mic scene, which is basically, you know, just you go and talk on a stage, try out new stuff maybe. Um people just ask to either rent out or like ask to host a comedy night for free yeah. um, where they'll charge and like give the venue a cover. Like I've done them at city winery and like just a whole bunch of bars in East Nashville and throughout Nashville that are not comedy specific places because we only have so two is clubs. That the, is that the idea to sort of take comedy into unfamiliar situations? You know what I'm saying? Well, Branch it's, it it's almost like it's the only option because yeah. there aren't, when you only have two comedy clubs and you've got like all of these amateur comics who want stage time, yeah. you're going to have to find wherever the shoe fits, you know? So, so you have all these amateur comics sort of on their own, sometimes conglomerates, but oftentimes on their own, trying to set up their own individual comedy nights at different places. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, that are featured. So like sure. they would, Ha- set up their own show and ask a bunch of their friends to yeah. be on it. Just and like so, bands do. Just like yeah, exactly. That's the exact ex- same it thing. is the exact same That's thing. That's what I was trying to relate. You it's know, a smaller like, scale though, because we don't have to deal with uh, instruments and sound checks and all that stuff. It's still the same thing trying to book a gig. You know, yeah, band, you know, it is. But a lot of people, you know, nobody like, knows know what's going to happen. I know this comic. Right. You know, sometimes if you're booking a gig, they're like, who do you know? Who's playing the, Who's playing the gig with right. you? Yeah, you know absolutely, like, absolutely. So it's, it's definitely a network situation. Of course, yeah. of course. But it's also, um, oh, shoot, nope, lost my train of thought. Goodbye. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, no, it's super fun. It's been so fun in Nashville, too, to kind of, it's a great scene well, to develop. The Yeah, uh, you just said it. I think I was going to just say, I think it's a very nascent scene in Nashville right now. Not yeah. that we, I mean, we, we've always had zanies and stuff like that. But as far as I've lived here, you know, doing the music thing, it's always been like, uh, I don't know, like I, I've, I, I listened to we, we, when we got into podcasting. One of the things that was exciting to me was like interviewing like bands and stuff like that because you know we that that's that's uh, ubiquitous around here. There's tons of bands, but uh, the podcast I listen to are more comedic driven, and I did I just didn't know that there was enough scene here, 
you know, and now that we're starting, now that I met you and some of your friends, and uh, we've had some of them on the show, yeah. and we've been to some shows, and I'm, it's really cool to see, and I live right down the road from Zany's, so yeah. it's, it's awesome, mm-hmm. and there's a, there's a very, like, up-and-coming comic scene here, and it's, it's exciting, it's what I always talk about, it, how I'm, it's really exciting to live in this town at this time, I think. Yeah. I think, I think those of us, I don't want to, I don't want to be too much of, like, you know, like, uh, like the hippie, like, we're great, this is cool, but I think at some point, we're going to look back at this era in time, and people are going to look at this and be like, oh, that was a really cool time to be there, yeah, but you yeah. got, like, we're, we're going to, people are going to tell stories about this era of Nashville, and I think that we're really lucky to be here now, Like we're probably not going to see, unfortunately, the, uh, you know, like, I think you, we will, I think you, we'll usually, will, it, right. oh, I mean, I mean, I we're not, we will. usually <laughs> it takes the people that started it, or don't like get the uh, the accolades from it. Usually, it's like generations later right. where you're like, it was great. So we're probably still gonna die porn alone, but at least we'll be like, we were there. <laughs> <laughs> I think always when you can try to remember to like facilitate like an open culture kind of city. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I think Nashville benefits so much from the fact that it has such a mindset of like, hey, we're like different and like come it's from a, all these bumfuck nowheres. Yeah. yeah. And come here. That's what drew me to Nashville in the first place was just this sort can of feeling you, can like you remind our listeners uh, where you're where you're from actually. Yeah, well I moved here from New York City yeah. and I grew up in West Michigan and did college in Chicago. So I kinda of bounced all over yeah. the place. But um, Chicago's a great comedy town. Oh, so great. Yeah. So great. Love Chicago. But I love Nashville is was just such a great pace to like try to find stand up comedy because sure. nobody at the end of the day, like it's still like nobody's gonna be like, oh, you bombed that time in Nashville. It's like, no, it's Music City. Nobody's here for the comedy. It's yeah. great. Well, is is there a sense of that? No, I mean, I know the big clubs like uh, you know, we got Zanies. I know a couple of big acts come through and play the Ryman once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. T Pack. But as a um, as a local comic here, is there still a little bit of that sense of okay, like well, this is the the scene here is not like it's not like you're going to L.A. or Chicago or or New York and like you can kind of be a, a a big fish in a small pond here still or is yeah it, or? absolutely and i think it definitely nashville's made its own mark regionally like yeah. you know that we know we have uh, you know this comedy scene has such great relationships with like memphis comics and atlanta comics and you know other charlotte and I all that we, stuff we always forget about atlanta yeah like, well yeah. no i just i had two shows in atlanta it's like four hours away it's it was so crazy they take it way more seriously in atlanta yeah, yeah. i mean there are like eight comedy clubs there like we wow. we just went to show after show which we is literally so just fun. have one here that's well we legit. have the third coast now which is well, like that's right yeah. up and coming um forgive me yeah and and for oh no 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 for, for uh it's new i was gonna say yeah. for those of you who didn't hear the first segment but nobody heard it because it died <laughs> but uh but uh yeah i actually went between the last in between now and the last time you heard will on the show i went and saw him live it was an incredible show you guys should definitely go check it out um everybody on that show was pretty damn Thank funny you. yeah it was a super fun show we do at third coast comedy it's this tiny little comedy club in marathon music works it is an awesome place they have things every nice. single night yeah, improv nice. podcast um recordings live nice. ones sometimes they do those is they have stand up bar or, or is it like you know how you have marathon music works yes there's a bar right there so yes where's it at it like, is right down it's further down it's right towards there, the highway. I got you. Yeah, I got you. It's right in there, dude. The we went. Uh, <laughs> There's big signs too, being like comedy club. Just walk Sorry, in. Folks. <laughs> yeah. No, we're breaking it down for everybody, not just you. Chris. I do like how every bar in Nashville too is like you can get a good drink no matter where you go because because being such a drinking town. Downtown, like they, they, I don't like know. they have. Third Coast has Off got the like this the separate room when you first walk in. It's like, oh, this is just the bar. This is yeah, not the club. Like, no. this is just the, you can go there. And Full a, bar. Yeah. 
yeah. then they have food and games, like yeah. board games. So you can just, people just hang out in between shows. Like, you know, they on Fridays and Saturdays, they have three shows a night. So people just see all three. Um, so yeah, it's a great spot for especially local comics because they're so new and we're all so new. So they're happy to put you up and they are the actual ones who produce my show that I produce goes on there. It's called the Royal Court of Comedy. Royal Court of Comedy? <laughs> nice. So tell and us it about it. It is on July 15th, so come. Yes. <laughs> You'll nice. love it. That's awesome. Um, at the Third Coast Comedy Club. So where'd you come up with the name Royal, Royal Court of Comedy? I seriously was yeah. like, they were like, we need a name for your show. And I just happened to be drinking that night, which is so unlike me. Hiccup. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I feel like royalty. I'm a Royal Court of Comedy. <laughs> like, I had no. I was like, please tell me you were drinking some Crown Royal. I was literally like, I just yeah. want to put on a Perfect. crown hello <laughs> <laughs> and the royal court so yeah that is uh that is where the namesake comes from cool. yeah so this is will be my third or fourth time doing nice it. and that yeah. is july 15th 15th at 7 p.m it's a nice. sunday a sunday yeah. nice <laughs> so who are, who, are your, who are some of your favorite comics Ooh, favorite comic ever. The one that kind of got me started into it all. Her name is Maria Bamford. And she is a, <laughs> I don't know. She's like super out there, super outlandish. Like kind yeah. of made me feel like is it was she like okay. A, a bit intelligent. Like she like hyper intelligent. Super intelligent, but yeah. also bipolar too. And like yeah. has been hospitalized and is like open about that. Like kind sure. of mentally ill, but like a fierce comic, just like workhorse, like has like, eight albums and like every she won the first award for like um the american comedy awards which was basically voted on by comedians yeah. and she was like the first winner That's of awesome. the best club comics What's so her she name her name's maria bamford she was on arrested yeah, development season yeah, four she's got a couple she, specials on netflix okay. yeah, yeah she's got two out. specials on I'm terrible netflix with names maybe i've seen her face or <laughs> heard her joke or <laughs> i bet, I bet if you heard her yeah. voice you would know who she was okay. yeah, yeah she's yeah. got the craziest voices cool. that's kind of her thing but I love, she i love voices oh yeah she's watch her special it's called old baby on netflix it is out there bear with it like Give it 15 minutes. Is she a British lady? No, she's okay. super American. She's from Duluth, okay. Minnesota. Oh. And she is... <laughs> oh, she's like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she is my my number one. But, you know, there's a whole bunch of comics who have, like, watched, who okay. have just been, like... So who was the first comedian, like, when you were a kid? When you remember sort of... Oh, honestly, it was never like comedians when I was a kid that inspired me for comedy. It was like we were talking about old movies earlier. It was like outlandish women. Like Uma Thurman's performance as Poison Ivy was one of my favorite. (laughs) One of the worst Batman movies, no offense. The worst, by far the worst. (laughs) Not one of, by far. But you know what's funny is I I think her performance was better than other people's performance. Oh, I think she did the best. I think she actually had a concept for what she wanted she was the actual like only real actor in yeah, like yeah. and it was so experience. over the top that her performance i feel like kind of worked because everyone else was like kind of trying and she was just kind of out doing her Actually, own thing there was george clooney in there too was that his george one? clooney and like, um arnold schwarzenegger yeah but and he played I, it understated see i don't i don't count arnold, over I don't, the top but he had nipples i, I don't count face. arnold <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not counting Arnold, but you look like Uma Thurman and George Clooney are actually like <laughs> legit, real, legit actors. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're super A-list now. <laughs> yeah. 
And yeah, there was a whole bunch of people in that. You I also just guessed. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger our, was he in that one? Yeah, it was Mr. Freeze. I mean, he was A-list too. He was just. He's, I mean, everybody expected yeah. him to be dumb as shit. Yeah. I mean, I, Mr. Freeze for fuck's sake. I knew it was a great role for him, but it still was just a dog shit movie. So I was loved those kind of things. Terrible. Really spoke to my. Did you ever see Clue the movie? Yes. Yes. See, that was yes. my favorite comedy film growing up, and like Waiting for Guffman, and like that kind of. Oh, and like Betty Davis movies, like that was really where I found my comedic okay. sort of backbone. Yeah, just yeah. talking about old middle-aged women who chain smoke. Um, That's awesome. That's a unique. Oh, like uh, unique, you ever yeah. watch that show, the old Comedy Central show called um, Absolutely Fabulous? Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Jennifer Saunders, yeah. like with <laughs> with Pat Say. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be like, oh, mother darling, fetch mother darling, another drink, hair of the dog, you know. <laughs> so she's just wasted, and she's the oh, editor of a magazine. She's awesome. a fucking degenerate, and you're rooting for her. Yeah. She's abusive to her daughter, and oh, you're yeah, rooting yeah. for her. It was it's like a terribly I mean, it was, wonderful. No, show. here's the deal you can be an asshole <laughs> if you're hilarious. If you're, a lovable if you're so funny. If, if you're, you're so funny. Asshole's okay. Yeah. That's the only excuse to be an asshole. If Always you're hilarious sunny. and ass- yeah. yes, I'm fucking telling you. That's yeah. the only way to like, get away the, uh, with asshole. David Otherwise- Duchovny made a whole show about it in Californication. Is like, this dude was a fuck up, but he was lovable and you rooted for him. And he was like, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, but he, you know, he- He's a writer. He always gets the girl. He's a, he's an alcoholic, but he's, he's kind of a dumbass. But yeah. Uh, okay. Hashtag, another another Hollywood gossip. I was also on my MSN homepage on my computer, <laughs> and David Company fifty seven is now dating a twenty three year old. He's fifty seven. Yes. Hmm? Wait, I'm a yoga Ooh, instructor. Why isn't he dating me? You teach yoga. I do. I teach yoga. East Nashville Cali Yoga Yoga Saturday mornings. Yeah, it's fun. That's good shit. I hear it's a killer workout. Like, I, it's a good workout. You know, um, after I'm the show, I'm just farting everyone. You talk face. to. Uh, I, I want to. You should hook up with Faith because she's done it before, and I want to do. I have. Uh, yo, yes. Talk, I have. Been I have, about I've been to talking do about yoga. wanting to do yoga because I'm fucking yoga. anxiety Why? crazy, and I need something to calm my ass down. You should check it out. I can't. It. I'm not gonna say it's for everybody, <laughs> but it's uh, definitely. I'm, I'm down with it. Is and it's a hot yoga situation. Or is this um, just... I do teach hot yoga, but my class on Saturdays is. How not, do they make uh, it hot yoga? They just you just the crank heaters. the heat, and just there's usually it. panels on the ceiling that um, help it stay humid, basically. So if you, you ask Chris, uh, we we do a hot podcasting because he always makes fun of how hot my apartment is that's you why i started cool i started turning right the ac way down oh, sorry, so sorry, it feels your boy nice. can't sleep when it's hot we should I do even, i don't even want to just like motherfucker i'll go outside if i want to be hot so hot yoga maybe it's not for you no i'll totally work out hot I oh mean, great 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 so yeah saying, like if i'm there to sweat you know fucking sweat i'll go hike yeah i love chris why don't mean you get some yoga pants well i'm chilling dude no i got my yoga pants they're actually technically not yoga pants they're like these um what's that Beach fabric that like what's polyester? No, no, it's like a, it's like very like it wrinkles really easily. Wait, you have a uh, you have a seersucker like a yoga pants almost, but it's not like what's the other fabric? It's like very 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 soft. Silk? No, oh, uh, linen. Linen. Anyways, I got these fucking. <laughs> you linen. have swinger pants. Swinger pants? I got these fucking. Linen Everybody pants, knows, but swingers. no, they're like but they're like shorts, but they're like extra long. They're like extra. Nice. And like Great for it, yoga. It, yeah, and if you want, you can tie them a little bit, a little bit at the bottom. But they're like made. You can tell they're made for yoga. That, I have a pair of those. I just haven't. How? What put color them are to, they? 
face, you know, regular linen. You're going to see the sweat through them. Is that okay? Oh, everybody's going to see your bell head. Just sweat. No, that's great. I'm, I'm all for it. I'll just it. wear some black undies underneath <laughs> or something. You know, wear none at all. It's natural. You know what I mean? People come here to be enlightened. <laughs> what? What? Save. Same thing you did last time. It kept my mic up. can save. Okay, we're back. So, sorry, that was a little scary well, there. Take these headphones off because I can't hear it's funny that you said Oregon Trail. I just listened to uh, Dan Cummins, another comedian who do, he does a show called Time Suck, and he time where he talks suck. about um, just random things, you know, like uh, things that take up all, all of his time to like to, to research. Because he talks about how he gets into these holes on on like researching stuff and just takes up all his time, just sucks all his time up by getting uh, uh, you know succumbed into this stuff. So one of the things he did recently was the Donner Party. And about how oh, what is he doing on this? He's just researching. He shit? just researches it and tells and you all and about it. Yeah, gotcha, and it's like gotcha. and like the whole idea of like trying to make it out west in the new world, and like people were just dying of, like they were just like they're running out of food, eating each other. Eating like each other. yeah, yeah. People were like, uh, for some for some reason they decided to head out in like the, in the middle of winter, which was like at at that point I'm like, kind of deserve to die. Nah, yeah, if it makes like, it if you leave. The East Coast in winter, by the time you get out there, it's... I mean, they I left in, know, like, November. Like, so it was like, yeah, by the time you made it across... Like, you were hitting the Midwest by, yeah, in the you, worst you time just, possible. You, but you don't want to hit, you know, the West in the Rockies. I mean, the winter in the Rockies. Oof, God. I don't want to hit winter any uh, no. way. No. <laughs> it was too cold here last winter. I was like, this... Oh. I, Did you watch The Hateful Eight? I have that not. Always I have makes not. Me, I loved it, but I... It made me hate the cold so much. <laughs> I just watched it recently. That's yeah, why that I bring whole it up. Movie, you're just like, um, yeah. Are we, uh, do you want to take a break and smoke? Yeah, let's, take, wanna, let's yeah. take a break. Here's my deal with snow, though. It's beautiful. It's fucking serene. I love to hear it. You know how you can barely hear it like, when it falls? It's beautiful. But after like two or three days, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I got to go to work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't deal. I also like how survive. I also like how Chris thinks he can hear snowfall. <laughs> Welcome back to here on Share Your Bus. We we're doing our NPR voices. Welcome we back. have our so esteemed welcome to comedian Share Your Bus. Uh, one that of our one of our like favorite like former guests. One of our favorite guests. Period. Former and current. <laughs> and current guests. <laughs> Am I uh, to sleep with the fishes tonight? <laughs> <laughs> By the time you hear this, he will be former. Have you heard the Sherry Buzz curse? <laughs> <laughs> None of our comics ever make it. Back. Oh my god, that's <laughs> so funny. Um, wretched. Um, so I have to say this thing. We have this Tell ridiculous, us. ridiculous <laughs> festival here in Nashville that it was called the Broken Record Festival, and it was like eight days of twenty-four hours a day stand-up comedy here in Nashville. Yeah. What? Well, it got some press a couple years ago when oh, they did it, but okay. this is like the fourth time around and pretty much nobody cares. So by the end of the eighth day, they were like freaking out. They were like, we don't have any more comics to do this. Nobody wants to come back. So yeah. they called me under the pretense like, well, we're going to bring our festival of the festival comics back for the last day. So you can do a 20 minute set. And I was like, okay, that's nice. You know, fine. I'll come in and do a 20 minute set. So I get on stage and I'm like doing it and it's fine. There are like 12 people there. And I was like, 
I'm timing myself and I'm like this I've been going on forever. Like I don't have any more material. What is happening? So I like look at my timer and I've been on there for like 32 minutes oh, and, I, and I, in the microphone, I was like, Hey, what's going on? Like, <laughs> 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 zero subtlety. I'm just like, Hey, <laughs> What's up? It's Hello. going to like super real. Just like, hey, Veronica. Veronica. Back on the mic. Veronica. So, there's a couple of things. <laughs> Maybe you can help me. Um, since I go, since we got a, you know, comics are generally known for being uh, intelligent and witty and on the point. Maybe you can help me sort some of my own, uh, my own thoughts and feelings out here that I've been thinking about. I have realized, uh, I've realized that I don't like activities. You don't like activities. <laughs> Uh, so my girlfriend set up like for my birthday a couple of months ago, she set up like this whole like night for me and I should, and I, it was like super awesome that she did this for me. We went to all my favorite places, like did a bunch of stuff that was awesome. But in that she had like little games set up and I was like, I don't want to play games. I just want to drink. And, uh, but I was fine. But then, uh, but then I, I know, okay, well, maybe I was just, maybe I was just being grumpy. Maybe it was just not me. But then, uh. I realized. No, I was telling you if it was <laughs> Yeah, but but then I realized like a cup like whenever somebody's doing like like I'm more of like I just want to hang out. If there's like activities going on, I'm like not in it. Like I don't. So I, you're like you're an introvert. <laughs> I don't. I kind of just want to be a fly in the wall for everything. Can I, no, can no, I be in sure. a fly in the wall for my no, own life? No, here's the deal. Here's the deal. The activities are going on, but he wants to be the commentary. He wants. He's the play by play man. He's absorbing what's going on in, in around his environment, and he's mentally making notes in his head so he can talk shit on Sherry Buzz, and that's. <laughs> <laughs> I just did. I Whoa, th- okay. I don't, so I, actually, we just took a mushroom trip. No, into I was yeah, what's going Let me on. bring this back around so that she doesn't think I'm talking shit about her. Uh, Faith put it. Gave me a great fucking birthday party. This is this is not. This was a. No, Faith went all out, and yeah, it was a fantastic time. This is on me. There. I don't think I'm fun. <laughs> Like I don't. Oh think no, I no no no! You're not no. <laughs> Tony, like whoever told you. Yeah. <laughs> Have you just now realized this? I mean, shit. So like my idea of fun is like just hanging out and doing this. Like this is fun. Yeah. Like, great. but but we don't need yeah, to. Yeah, like, this is fun. <laughs> Shade. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm fun anymore. So do you want me to? Tony and I throw shade like. Yeah. Oh yeah. Business. Like two pairs of I'm drag a motherfucking queens. storm cloud just <laughs> waiting to throw. Well, it. like so. Okay, so two days ago we had a Fourth but of we July. Love each other. We had a Fourth of July party at my work, and they had a dunk tank set up. And the whole time everybody was out there having fun at the dunk tank, and I'm like, this is fucking stupid. I just want, can I just go home and have a beer? Like it, it was like I just I found no enjoyment out of like everybody else was having a blast, and I'm like. This is we're just dunking we're just we're throwing balls to dunk our bosses in a tank like it's it's yeah uh, no. I would totally dunk my boss in a tank I would tank. love to dunk anybody in a tank yeah I mean using I'm, I'm force down. no I understand what you're saying it feels a little forced if you're not already drunk you know all right well <laughs> okay. let me get drunk first and then just I'll do saying. the activity that one obviously did not that one did not go over it okay. didn't go over because let me tell you Tony you got to absorb the environment it's like don't don't get lost in it join it. And then you'll have that's that's where that's that's the meaning of life, right? Whatever right. you know what I'm saying? Like for sure. me personally, I've uh, I've known a lot of people that have always told me like I'm very like adaptable in every environment I've ever been in. Like dude, like everywhere you go, you just like like you fit in. Like yeah, because 
I'm gonna make the best of it. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, I'm gonna cut up with anybody. Like, like, I, there's no prejudgment. There's no pre. It's like whatever. You give it, throw it at me. I'm, I'm there. You know. Yeah, I know. Saying? I wish I didn't have that. I, ugh, I need See, to be more like you. I have this little bitchy right side now, of me. It's a motherfucking peaceful <laughs> way to live. Yeah, no, I'm sure yeah, it I'm is. You right now, dude. That's the only like. That's how I keep peace in my mind. You yeah. Know what I'm saying because it's like, it all else, when all else fails, it's fucking me. And then like. But I'm not gonna let anyone else fuck that up, right? So I'm having a good time. I'm sorry. Okay, well, why I'm don't get, you I'm try get... to bartend for six months and then come at me and tell hey, me I, everyone's great? I served. <laughs> I, I waited. I served for a year. I'm just saying right now. I, I no did my time know. in jail. Actually, no way to tables you just for a year, you so. just dovetailed nicely into something. My next one of the things I also want to bring up. This is another thing. I think we're just going into uh, Tony's pet peeves now because this is another thing now that. Uh, <laughs> okay. And I'm, I'm. This is strictly for it's venting not sake. I'm not. I'm not really. Easy. I'm not really mad at anything. I'm. But I'm just. This is for venting sake. Observations. Why? Uh, okay, Nashville bartenders. But bartenders everywhere. Oh, they hate me. Uh, can they will not just give me a stop trying to? Actually, you know what? This cr- this transcends bartenders and chefs too. Stop trying to make things your own way. Just when I order a shot, just I give me what I when, I when I order a drink, just give me what I fucking ordered. I don't want a Mai Tai made your way. No, I want a regular fucking Mai Tai that, that, that everybody fucking knows. When I order, like, a pepperoni pizza, I don't want it. I know, I know that's an, an, an Adam Carolla joke that I just fucking stole, but it happens in this town with fucking drinks all over the time. Like, you'll go to, like, a, I'm a big fan of tiki drinks. I like rum drinks. You go to a bar, you order, like, a, a, a Mai Tai or something like that, or even a margarita. And uh, they'll be like, I got you. I'm going to make my special one. No, no, no. I don't want your special <laughs> one. I want a regular. I think bike. that's code for I don't know how to make that. <laughs> or, or is that code for you're throwing extra booze? Because it could go the other way. If it goes the other way, yeah, you want to make it special, throw some extra booze in there. If you want to make it special, <laughs> don't charge dollars, me for it. You know, extra dollars, oh, yeah, you know. no. You want to make it a double, go ahead. If yeah. that's your way, bring it on. <laughs> yeah. So, Will Hoyer, what's your favorite drink in town? What's your favorite place Ooh, to go drink? Uh, oh, my God, what a great question. I Oh, my God. Oh, I haven't been drinking out as much. Um, I tried. I stopped by an East National. I went to that Attaboy place, which was so cute. It's like you knock on a door. I've heard of this. You see, it's a cocktail bar, that, but they don't have venues. It's just like New York. You, like... It's so bouge, but it's kind of fun because, yeah. like, you tell your waiter, you're like, this is what I like. And they're like, we don't have vodka, but tell us what you like. And then they bring you back a cocktail for 15 bucks or whatever. But, yeah. like, it's but fun. It, but it's <laughs> like you're giving this person leeway to sort of entertain yeah, you. Yeah, they just bring you whatever. Or... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah. some of my other watering holes, I go to Treehouse often, and I like... Is that in East Nashville? It is in East Nashville. I passed that last time we were out there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, I want to go there. And Faith immediately shot me down. She was like, that's too expensive. It is expensive. (laughs) (laughs) She completely has a point. It's just open late, which is nice for me because I'll like get out of work. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it's fun. And they have a treehouse in the back. So if you're feeling crazy, you get drunk, you go up there in the back. It's cute, cute, cute. I'm doing this hand signal that you can't see, but it's cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, now, that this actually, I'm about to contradict myself because I do, I just said I didn't like fun, but when I see a gimmick at a bar, I'm like, I want to go do that. I want that. I was going <laughs> to say, yeah. Tony. That's why I went to that ball pit. Guy, fucking, if I see gimmicks, know, I like gimmicks. Yeah. I, like, I do like a, like a stick. Oh, I was just going to reference the ball pit, but Tony that was cut out. It was the oh. ball pit bar was cut the out. Ball pit, really? In London, I went to a bar yes, and it was a ball right. pit. Yeah, 
I talked about that. So anyway, don't about, go to any okay, ball so, pit so bars. We, okay, yeah, don't so do that. Don't we did. Do we that. talked about summers, and you went to uh, London and Dublin, Dublin in Ireland, yeah. in nice. Ireland. <laughs> I okay, can't do so, it. So you get off the boat. You're you're in London. Chris does a pretty good uh, <laughs> Irish accent. Boat? Uh, for the I got off the boat. <laughs> boat. Sorry, you know, it's just general reference. <laughs> you know, get off. Something. Yeah, we did the week long yeah. boat this instead is the, of the flight yeah. because we're in the. Uh, yeah, dude, like took you a couple days extra. You. I just wanted to read. You know. <laughs> I said on the deck, darling. You know, only half, there was a lot of dysentery. Only half them made it. But <laughs> only half <laughs> <of> them made <laughs> it. It's like the Oregon Trail <laughs> on the boat. Because of Northern Trip. Scurvy <laughs> is the problem on boats, right? Scurvy. He was, yeah, he no oranges. No C, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's hard to get vitamin C in the North Country. Oh my God, uh, the oranges won't grow on the boat. No. Have you ever thought about doing like the? Uh, Caribbean tour, like <laughs> tour ship comedy or cruise ship mm. like, comedy. Cruise ship oh, comedy. the well known and very well like paid. No, I've never heard of that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I've heard, like, I know they have comedy on cruise ships. No, they have. have you I'm heard of this sure place? they have comedy. Have you heard of this place called the Caribbean? He's like, you ass. I hear they have pirates there. Um, yeah, no, I would love to get on the cruise ship comedy circuit, Chris. Thanks for the Have advice. you ever thought about doing these things called movie pictures? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have to tell you, I was doing that oh, show, that brought that broken record show, and it was in like this little stage, but like halfway through my set, these two old people got out, and this guy like thought he was being quiet to his wife, but they were like 80. During my set, he's literally like, he's no Seinfeld. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I can hear you. Um, thank you. Yeah, I am no Seinfeld. If there's one thing I've always said about Will, it's that he's the gay Seinfeld. The gay Seinfeld. You can't even say that. You can't oh, even. I, just, I could totally see somebody. Oh my god! Yeah, like that. not ready. I started talking about something inappropriate, and they were like, "We're out." <laughs> Bye. That's actually a pretty. That's that's a. Oh my cat just leaped across nothing. That was Isn't that fucked up? There's a certain generation of people that just can't own up to. to, to, to like the dirty shit, you know, like the oh, real yeah, shit. You know, know what I'm saying? Like, it, like when did it switch? Was it the late <laughs> 60s? I don't know. No, that's like, actually a good question. We talked a little bit about, uh, um, you know, in in the, the sh- in the part of the show that got cut. We talked a little <laughs> about your show at Huntsville, but has there how was there? Uh, maybe we covered this on the last show. I don't know, but this is always an interesting topic for. But has there ever been, uh, like a, a place where you went? I think we did talk about this on the last show where you were like, okay, this is not going over well. I, this they're not getting my comedy. This is not. Ooh, yeah. I mean, especially when I was really new, and like the I remember the second time I was at Zany's in Nashville, I was just I was put up first just because I was the new the newest the newest one. Um, and like halfway through my set, this like huge party of people came in and were just like so loud and like thought they were right on time, but were like yeah. in the middle of my set and it like totally threw me off. Mm-hmm. And like I got really nervous, so I started speeding up my set. So then even the people that were listening like couldn't catch what I was saying. So it like oh, yeah. derailed on this like terrible spiral. But I think part of that kind of thing is just like you've so got to do it, a bomb so you know how does it work like you only have a certain amount of minutes right right so wouldn't it be awesome if you had enough time to like comment on the fact that these people walked into your shit you know what i'm saying like um i think if i were a better comic at the time i probably could have no that's totally what it was there's no excuse for an experienced comic to 
bomb when something unpredictable like that happens. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. I were had, if I had done it today, I could maybe have spun it into something that would have made people laugh. But I was so like, you know, green yeah, at the yeah. time that I was just like, Oh my God, people are it's walking. Like the whole, the whole <laughs> infamous heckler, you know? But oh, like, sure. You got to be able to deal with them. They it's happen. It's like anything else though, right? It's, it's rips. There's comfortability. It's having to do the rips on like, you, yeah, like, I, dude, look at us. Like we were like, I, I remember even doing the podcast the first couple of times we had big guests on and getting nervous and like doing research and shit. Now me and Chris haven't researched a guest in years. No, no we do. You're like, just come <laughs> on and talk. Yes, we do. I definitely do. <laughs> a Facebook stock, you know, whatever. Yeah, a little bit of stalking online. You know, I do, re I do research, but I don't do a great deal of it. <laughs> Sometimes that's better though, because I feel like you can get a more organic yeah. response well, from the, people. I mean, honestly, what we tell people when they ask us, when I meet people, they ask us, what's your show all about? Yeah. The whole idea of the show really is just to get our guests to sort of open up and be themselves. And be drunk. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the you know true serum. You know, this is the true serum. It totally I love the true serum. But it's like that's not the. I don't. I don't want people to drive home drunk. I don't want people to get necessarily drunk here. But I just want them to have a good time and open up. But it's like we do. Sorry. Uh, but oh it's no, like, I took a lift. <laughs> <laughs> I was prepared idea. to have fun. You are on sure. I do like how we do recommend you it, take every single week, like every single Wednesday. <laughs> I'm like Chris. We need to tighten up this week. We need to. Uh, <laughs> we need to keep it in line. Like, the show is not. I mean, the, the show is not about getting drunk. We need to keep it in line it's and focus. And then, but no. then, but then, by the time Friday night comes around, Chris is like shots. I'm like, yeah. Shots. Oh no, it's a great ploy though. It's so much fun. I have a great time. Well, it's it's yeah. it's easy for people to loosen up too. It's a uh, and it's the hard part is for the uh, the idea like a, as a host though like for us is to make sure that we stay coherent enough to ask pertinent questions yeah, <laughs> and so right th there's a certain point especially when we start the show 15 minutes early and lose half of it <laughs> but that was like okay well now we're uh, here we are uh, 52 minutes in and ask me a pertinent question Chris right. are you still coherent I'm good so <laughs> I was thinking okay so you talked about your favorite comics your influences. Mm. So now let's talk about you a little. Let's dive, dive a little bit deeper. Where does your comedy come from? Oh my goodness, how yeah. existential! Yeah. So um, it? I love to <laughs> honestly how we started. We I say we. It is just me. But how I started doing comedy was going to open mics with friends, and honestly, we would just get together beforehand, have a drink together, and like kind of talk about some stupid shit that happened to us during the week. Yeah. And then we'd go to an open mic and we'd all try to tell that stupid shit that happened during the week as a joke, sort of like it started because the open mics were just so bad. And like, we had yeah. no fear of it's almost like karaoke. At that point. Yeah, you're just like, exactly. Yeah. You're just like, I'm going to get up here because it doesn't matter. And we yeah. all did well. And we all had fun. I was um, a little, I like got a little ambitious with it and just started writing out experiences that have happened to me throughout my life. And kind of just finding i don't know i find the best humor to be self-deprecating humor if you can make oh fun of yourself God. like that's just <laughs> no, that's if you can make fun of, of yourself <laughs> i don't give a fuck about making sorry yeah no right not there. at all i, I like absolutely agree we're, it's uh, we're on it's yeah. easy it's easy to go there and there's yes, been so much and in if my you're life. a confident person you can yeah, do that if absolutely. you're not a confident person it, it can be bad but if you are a confident person, which I know that you are, know <laughs> uh, <Who>, me. <laughs> but it can be good. It can, um, be, it can good. be very good. It can be fun, and uh, it especially if you have 
you know, my voice didn't change till I was 15. Like, that's funny. You know what I mean? Like, that's ridiculous. Like, I sounded like a woman until I was well into high school. And I was already gay. You know what I mean? So my voice was like in the top tier whistle tones, just speaking out loud. Like in that spot where you see those (laughs) child singers that are like do amazing for like two years and all of a sudden like their voice changes and they disappear. (laughs) I do like I like the term already gay. Like like it happens like puberty. Like oh I turned gay when I was And I was already gay by that point. (laughs) No. Um that point was like like, before that I wasn't but Entry to Earth was my first time being gay. (laughs) Leaving the canal. Um so yeah that is what were you talking about? (laughs) I can't remember to be honest with you. You That's where that's where Tony comes in. He's usually the uh Oh, so mitigator. <laughs> yeah. You know, even I was a little thrown off by the canal, but it was a. Okay, you come back. You come back. I like, I like, I like thrown the off by a canal once but, in our lives. I mean, that, you know, things. Whatever. I'm not gonna go there. It's fun. So it's beautiful. July fifteenth, the next it. show coming. July fifteenth. So I have this wonderful show. Um, a bunch of great local comics. Um, two of my very good friends are on the show. Three is, of my very. Is good this friends. the royal crowd? Here? Royal court of comedy. Yeah. Heads will roll with laughter. <laughs> if you will. Um, yeah. Dilly, dilly, dilly. <laughs> Tickets are ten bucks. Third Coast Comedy Club, and it's on a Sunday night at 7 p.m. Yeah. What could go wrong? And you're saying Third Coast like has booze now? Like they're Third Coast bar. is a full bar. Nice. Um, they have tiers of booze. They have beer and wine and food. They That's have board good. games, and they have a great ambiance. That's awesome. Um, and it, this will be a great show. So. so you mentioned queer comedy earlier. Yes. What is this? I heard. Um, is this like? Well, a, this so I was just talking about my zany show. Okay. Um, it was a pride event so i am a queer comic i'm a gay comic okay uh so i fall under the umbrella of queer comedy i'm on this that's what i was like is this like like is this like a almost like a group or something um (laughs) sort of like a movement not really a movement by any means it's just representation basically you You know what i mean so i booked this festival in columbus ohio in august but it is the midwest queer comedy festival yeah yeah. so they're booking not only queer people but also allies um yeah and people who are well, stand-up so, comedians. Sounds so militant. Allies. Know, yeah, but, right? But, but, the but, allies. But, but, allies yeah. of the queers. We'll tolerate them. Allies of the queers. <laughs> I can imagine it. I can, I can see it. So, the, you know, but also, as a, uh, a queer comic, um, the whole idea is to be able to cross over, to, you know, obviously. Get Mainstream, a mainstream yeah. Here, that's you know? the big goal. And that's been the biggest <clears throat> hurdle, I think, just locally, I feel like. Um, there's not a stigma, but there's definitely an expectation when you get to a stand-up comedy show. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when things are thrown in that are completely out of right fields, they can work for better or worse um, based on who you're seeing. So I find that people can be hesitant to book you based on... I say that it's not based on being a queer comic. I'm a dirty comic. Like I sell some dirty okay. jokes too. Yeah, yeah. So you just have to have an open mind with my kind of sure. comedy. I suppose I'm getting I'm on, a, on I, this. Honestly, I'm right. There. I'm a dirty mind. Fucker yeah, too. Right. And, and I wonder like, sorry, Tony, <clears throat> I wonder like, so is, is it important to you? Not just as a queer comic, let's just say a comic. Is it important to you to sort of try to, in a way, get away from that. And I, mean, I don't say I mean get away from it. No, but no, no. I hear exactly what you're okay. saying. And it just make your own path <clears throat> is what I'm trying to go for. I, what I try to do is target, you know, every single audience and say like, 
a good comic can make whoever laugh. You know what I mean? Exactly. The trick is to figuring it out if they're not laughing at your normal stuff within the first couple of minutes, because otherwise you're sunk. But um, I think that a good comic should never use the excuse like they sucked. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I've worked with, oh my God, I've only been doing this two years. I haven't worked I with shit. Never wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate to say that. Well, I mean, they, that there can be, they, I they mean, they can be wrong, but what I'm saying is in general though, it's like it's almost like the customer's always right. It's like it's your Well, they're there for, you know, to so laugh. Yeah. So if you're not telling jokes. Exactly. Now, if they're not on your bandwagon, like we talked earlier about That's Huntsville, true. Alabama. Obviously, like if they're not yeah, on your yeah. bandwagon, yeah. there's only so much you can do. True. But it's still not their fault. Yeah. You well, know what I mean? That's actually a good aspect of it. They're a good facet of it. Now, we talked a lot about how to make people get on your bandwagon, how to get on your um, – how to win over a crowd – Maybe that you're not into it because that's I think that's people like to hear about bombing, right? Like that's like the, they, they <laughs> right. want to. But let's actually talk a little bit about the positive. Like I'm sure, especially uh, and maybe this is stereotyping, or maybe it's not. I don't know. Like I'm sure, like even when you're doing prize stuff or whatever, uh, people can maybe relate more to your jokes uh, on a level that maybe a, a normal audience can't. Do you find that there's a little bit of an extra? Okay, so me and Chris went and saw um, Revolution, one of my favorite reggae bands, like last winter, right? And there is a the whole show was incredible, but there was one particular song when everybody in the crowd started singing along with the band, and you could tell the band got um, visibly hype or uh, on that one song when they knew the crowd was into it. The 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 horn player was out there killing it. Everybody's body language got better. Like they put on a real you show. You could tell the singer. I don't know his name. Do you know his name? Eric Rackmoney. Uh, you can tell he wasn't expecting natural crowd to uh, to know to the get lyrics. So to when get everybody started, started singing, singing along, along, he was like, "Oh shit!" So when you're you on stage and somebody is getting it because maybe they're part of your group, like that's got to um, that's got to hype you even more, right? Oh, and totally. Then, like I knew. So when I had that show at Zini's um, last week, there was the green room had the camera of the front row, so you could just see the front row. And I right away I saw that one of my good friends was in the front row, so I ran out on that stage during my set, and I was like, "I need a." for good luck so I like had my friend who I saw in the front row give me a spank that's a good way and it just like started people in a good like kind of stupid like oh okay he's like ridiculous this will be fine (laughs) you know so I feel like that kind of stuff but that's just so in the moment too you just never know and like even you know I have a show tonight and I'm just kind of like um do you get nervous in front of your friends when you know your friends I get nervous when it needs to be good (laughs) like I only I only get nervous when there's somebody I want to impress um I'm yeah. getting a lot better now with like not getting so nervous when it's like, you know, no big deal because I want to be able to just make it sound original yeah. and offhand, even though it's a joke I've told 30 times, um, 30 times. I'm so young. Um, <laughs> but know, that's related, what I related to music because playing in a band, I get off easy because there's, ulti- there's more members in the band. Right, obviously, right, right. And so the blame, you know, whatever, when you're out there as a comedian, I mean, that's why I have so much respect for comedians because it's, such a vulnerable place on that stage, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and it's like it takes fucking gusto to well, do and it that. Sucks. You know? Even like I went to an open mic on Tuesday here in Nashville, um, and I like I wrote four half jokes like mm-hmm. on a piece of paper, and I was like, oh, I'll sort of like see how they form on stage, and I was telling them and like. It's just a four minute set, but halfway through I just blanked on one of the things I wrote and I like couldn't find it on my phone and I was like, There are twenty people here, but I'm literally just sitting here being like, uh 
uh, like just such yeah. like an old, like a terrible amateur you thing to do. And I, I was think like, you just wrote a joke. You just wrote a joke about that situation. Just that's about that situation. Being like, I'm, imagining, uh, I'm imagining being a person in the crowd right now and looking at you like, is this motherfucker really? Well, you know what, Chris? This is a- like, we weren't laughing already. You don't need to find the second half. <laughs> Fucking queer. Yes, <laughs> Not gonna get better. <laughs> yeah, what do you hope's gonna happen? <laughs> so then I just like lean over and fart, and that's the end of my set. And, and then they start, and, and they start applauding. Yeah, and that's what they loved the whole time. I've won them over with my fart because so they only you wanted, wanted David Harvey. Dance off stage. Like, <laughs> Buffalo. How do you feel about some of those comedians, sort of like um, Robin Williams or like Eddie Izzard? Where they're like really super intelligent. Are you, have you ever listened to Eddie Izzard stuff? Um, yeah, I watched Eddie Izzard's old specials on like Netflix. He had like some like old ones that he doesn't drag, which are so fun. Which I love those, by the way. Um, I love them so much. I think it's so hard. It's so hard to sometimes watch classic people because you get set in your ways, A, and B, like you see so much comedy just like at open mics yeah. and like amateur shows. And um, so it's sometimes hard to sit down and like force yourself to watch it. But like, it's seriously never, I never regret watching even yeah. like new people. Like I watched Dave Chappelle's last special and like people, well, it. it's just like, it's just yeah. like so inspirational. I'm like, Oh my God, they took, they did something that I haven't heard before. Mm. Can we, so I know I can. My favorite comedian is Eddie Izzard. He's amazing. In the, in the drag days, because let me tell you something. That dude is super fucking intelligent. <laughs> like if you can make people laugh, talk while talking about history, I'm sorry. I love yeah. you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? This yeah. guy See, that's is why talking I, about I, history. I've recently and I, and I know motherfuckers laugh their ass off. I know I'm some sorry. people <laughs> I know <laughs> some people don't like him, but I just read like his one of his books and I've I've always been a fan of him, but I've I've been on a Russell Brand kick lately. Because he's just him. he's just so super intelligent with the he's way he's got he, stand up, right? Yeah. 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 And like his I've never um, watched out. I think his last one is might still be on Netflix or I, I, I but his, one of them he does. I just, love watching him slay reporters. I've yeah. seen a lot of those YouTube videos. Because he he's super intelligent and maybe it's just because he's British. It sounds more intelligent. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> natural, <laughs> lucky bastards. But I also you hit something I was gonna touch on. They, uh, it's funny how you said like watching old timey stuff or whatever, uh, old people stuff or older stuff, and this is going back even further than that. But isn't it funny? Like you were talking about going in drag, and you were like how Eddie Ezra goes in drag, and you're talking about old people stuff. And when you watch older, older movies, like earlier we were talking about Humphrey Bogart stuff and the Hemingway stuff. If you watch old comedy, there was a lot. It almost seems like it was less restrictions than the, there are the today. Damn right, there's less like, restrictions. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like <laughs> you can, no like you can get away. Like well, we all think we're so liberal and progressive now, mm-hmm. but like back in the day, you can do a movie where the guys dressed in drag the whole movie. And it was funny, and like then something happened during like the industrial revolution. Every movie made like, up until like 1995 was basically racist or homophobic. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was, but Just you can truth. watch, but you can watch those old vaudeville cats like dress in drag on shows like, and it, it, it was not even a thing. And now, like, I mean, it's, airplane it's, for Christ's sake, that fucking shit. Like, God, that's so the most racist shit I've ever seen in my oh, entire yeah. life. Oh, don't worry, I speak Jack. Disgusting. Right? Yeah, can you? It, it was in the trailer. Oh, yeah. God, like, how is that even like? Like, I do. I like you know, have so crazy. many like, you know, opinions on things, and especially with like social media. Like, I feel like social media really cuts into stand-up comedy because like they just deliver their one-liners, and then it's 
mm-hmm. they move on with the next and it's so easy to get hack in like copying stuff. Um, but I really do love the challenge of like being funny and being biting and being like mean, pushing the envelope, but also keeping everyone on your side. Like it's sort of, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. It's difficult. And then like when well, you navigate what's, that, it's funny about, um, funny in both ways about what <laughs> you do is that cause I've seen you live now and, it doesn't seem like when you're up there doing your show obviously it's a put to, it, it's an act it's a put together show it's a performance but you're very your delivery like and what most good comics are like you can tell obviously you put this show together but it just it's you're up there and it sounds like you're just talking and <laughs> the things that you're saying are uh <laughs> thanks chris the things professional turned on right now the things that you're up there talking about is stuff that people are. It, it's funny because it's relatable. It's funny because like when you're saying it, I'm like the audience can tell that you. This is not just some shit you wrote. Like this is some shit that probably happened to you. Yeah, like, that's what I try to do. I try yeah. to convey that. But you also, you know, you gotta do a lot of bullshit too. <laughs> well, you gotta do it's like the. Bullshit. You gotta to put on the show, right? You oh, totally. I mean, God, is triple. It, is, isn't it like comedy in a way, like stage performance too? Because you can buy yourself time with stage performance. You can like, 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 like you like know when to laugh at your own joke because normally you're not really, you don't really want to laugh at your own joke. You want to sell it like dry as fuck, or maybe you do want to dry as fuck, but like sell it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like I see some some comedians when they're on stage they'll laugh and they'll fucking walk around. You know what I'm saying? Like Oh absolutely. It, like how do you do you ever like practice that shit? I know that well, sounds crazy, it's but nice do you ever... to record yourself. I think that's the most important okay. thing because I see recordings of myself from when like my first six months and like the jokes were there but like it was <laughs> stilted and put on like and timing. a little hack. Yeah, what? just like very yeah. like Ooh, like you know, very Trying stiff. Hard, um, like, and now I watched this last set like that I Will just Hood did. Act one. Well, it's just like the more you can loosen up and the more you can shake the nerves and shake the idea that you're performing for people and just put it with the idea that like you're just all having a good time. Mm-hmm. You're just like the some people of don't focus. know that me and Chris actually rehearse all these shows in the mirror before we perform <laughs> naked. Actually, naked, naked. nude. Yeah. That way, nude. it's more comfortable when you. We've actually oh, yeah. replicated. Have you seen the Red Hot Chili, Red Hot Chili Peppers Rolling Stone uh, cover where they had the socks on their dicks? Oh sure. We actually did yeah. that. We rehearsed in with the sock, the sock. It's actually situation. that. Um, oh my god! I like to do uh, the the Aerosmith video where he's just mm-hmm. cupping his balls, and that what was the. Uh, yeah, he's cupping, and I'm wearing the sock. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. nice. Oh my god! So it's a it's a mashup of cultural. Oh yeah, it's great. It's a, <laughs> we shot it black and white. It's fine, oh which I like it to me. It's avant garde. Yeah, yeah, it's very it's yeah. Very nice. <laughs> Speaking of old movies, <laughs> God, regular Bergman's over here, Scorsese. All right, so I th- I, we're getting on time. Where are we at on time? Time there was. Actually, we're 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 about done with the show, but you just you just reminded me. There's a there's a uh, like a lingerie store in in Orlando called Avant Garde, and I'm like, (laughs) like there's this is not what that means. Like this is I I I drive by and I'm I'm looking in the window and I'm like I think you guys have something wrong here. This is you didn't get it. (laughs) You missed the point. Yeah. So um and I think we'll end on that. No no before we end on that. Like, a, can we not forget the sexiness that's behind sort of the, uh, I miss the 40s and 50s, the sort of 
The glamour. The gl- you know, the sort of, like, extra lingerie. Like, why, why not? Why not, why not an extra piece? You know, something else to, you know. Reveal. Reveal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's a shame we've gotten away. Like, everybody's fucking showing that ass now. Which is cool. I mean, for me, honestly, it's well, fine. it's just Visually, too hot. It's, it's too, everything <laughs> is, yes, everything is smoking more fucking hot. Do you want to put more clothes on? I don't. No. Truth be told. <laughs> I, I, I think, I hope Speedos come back. I'm sorry. Oh, right. they were very much back. In well, Europe. we all know. My dad wore Speedos when I was growing up. Everybody made fun of him. Everybody made f- makes dad. fun of Speedos. I know it's a very European thing, but I can just only imagine that being extremely comfortable. Dude, so I comforting. love yeah, the fact like, that shorts are getting shorter for men and it's acceptable now because I like fucking, it's hot. It's and hot it's as like shit. you don't want a tan line how, like right no, above your like, knee. No, that's where a speedo. Unless you're, you're, an, like, unless you're, you're a skater fine, in the 90s like and you're wearing long ass fucking Jinko shorts. It's fucking, you know, he's fine. It's got a little, you know, just n- enough support, you know. You're like, you're yeah, good. I totally agree. Dude, I'll tell you what we have to do. <laughs> we we have to sing along. Oh, my God, I just <laughs> thought of sing along, too. We have the same Under idea. The <laughs> no, okay. uh, so can we talk about what you got going on? What you got coming up? Let's okay, July 15th, Royal Court of Comedy. <laughs> July 15th, National um, Tennessee. Yeah, got a bunch of shows. Um, I have a website, willhoyerhaha.com. You can go there if you feel like you actually got the haha in the name. Yeah, willhoyerhaha.com. Nice. It has all my shows, it has a bunch of videos, and it has a link to your guys' podcast. Nice. So that's are fun. we sharing a link with this kid? Yeah, we are. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's share your buzz. It's share your buzz. No. No. Okay, stepping up. I see. That's Racing <laughs> twenty minutes of my life. You do actually. Last week's show, we had our friend Shannon Million from Nashville Burlesque. You know what would go great with a fucking burlesque show would be some queer comedy before. The Oof, you'd love it. You'd know you'd love. Oh, you know you'd what? Know you'd we love might it. have to set up a comedy slash burlesque show. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be the first. Won't be the last. And, hey, check us out. We'll get some uh, music by Malibu Blackout. <laughs> Malibu Black. That's, that's my band. Like I'm not sure time. we're burlesque ready, but I mean, maybe like if I, if I do a burlesque show, I want to do like Indirect. sleazy, like stand up upright bass, like oh yeah, you know, like super sleazy jazzy kind of shit. Do you play upright bass? You know, I do not. I'm a drummer, but I just like that's what I want to play. I don't play it, but I'll get one. My friend plays upright bass. I'll send him your way. We might have to set this. We've been talking for about we're gonna do a share your buzz presents. Yeah, we were talking. Me and Chris have been talking for about a year and a half now about putting on a share your buzz share your buzz presents like our favorite buzz brunch. Yeah, a share your brunch, but but a and we just. You know, you know what? Um, uh, we, we made a bunch of excuses, like about venues and guests. But honestly, it's just the fact that we have not got together and put it down on paper. We have all the guests and things we can do. We just need to put. Give a boy do. a call. Yeah. You we know who you. to call. We got you. So we're gonna do an hour of comedy. We're gonna start hour. this thing earlier. We're an gonna hour, start early. An hour yeah. of comedy. Yes, we are. An hour. We got you doing forty-five. <laughs> he's gonna do. A, he's gonna do a whole we special. Do, we got you doing your special. We got Great. care. <laughs> Okay. It's gonna be a six-hour show. It's a six telethon. Hours. No, we actually, so we, we actually, off. we're gonna have two comedians because we do actually, we have a. You're our second comedian. We're, was, he, was he before? Yeah, I was oh. before was, Chance. Yeah, Chance but we've uh, we had uh, three. We got yeah. three. Sorry, I'm 
I'm going to get off this mic now. Thank you so much for having me. It's been <laughs> such an exquisite cup of tea. Like, I like Chris is uh, like uh, he shut down like a robot. He was like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> That's it. It's, Come yeah. a dupe. He was like in uh, in the New Hope when C-3PO was like, if you don't mind, I'm going to shut down now for a minute. <laughs> Just dying down. Well, so, thank you. Namaste. You well, thanks so much for coming by. Yeah, dude. Whoop, whoop. I like so. So we got how many shows we got coming up? What you got? July fifteenth, and and we we'll, uh, <laughs> If you want to go yeah, to Will Hoyer, haha, <laughs> you'll find <laughs> all okay. of the stuff. You can check us out. Hey, we want to give a shout out to all our new listeners. We hit our biggest week ever last week. So thank you guys for listening. The only way that we grow is by you spreading the word. Uh, me and Chris are looking into some things to do in the future as a little thank you to some of our listeners. So we're going to go be out there on the town of, in Nashville. If you're in and about Nashville and you like the show, show us a little love on social media so we know what you want us to do. Like we want to throw an event for you guys. We want to do like a, a meetup somewhere, like uh, either at a bar or a restaurant or something. So maybe the zoo. Hell. So, so uh, yeah, give us a shout out. And we love you guys. We'll see you next week.